1: Hey guys, welcome to the Tip of the Spear Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Nasty, and our goal is to create a movement of strong, competent leaders. Our guests will be a variety of leaders from the public safety, military, and business communities. Our guests will discuss how to lead and flourish by sharing their lessons learned and shared experiences. Today, on episode six, we will discuss the importance of communication and leadership with Mr. Todd Smith. Now, This episode is going to be, as I said, specifically about communication. Todd is a canine handler and has to use both verbal and nonverbal communication to communicate with his dog. Now, dogs have been used, I believe, since back since World War II times, and probably even before that, where they would do. um, They were working dogs. You know, now they have emotional support dogs, and dogs in general have been you know, part of, you know, been been man's best friend. And there's some really good dogs out there. And, you know, to be able to accomplish a goal, whether that's search and rescue, whether that's, um, you know, a military working canine or a police working canine or, you know, an emotional support dog, you know, communication is everything. The dogs need to be able to communicate with you. You need to be able to communicate with them. And that's a process. So in leadership, communication is a process as well. Whether you're communicating with a supervisor, a subordinate, or communicating with each other, there's different styles of communications and sometimes communications can go good and both bad. So, you know, I I get told by my wife all the time, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And that obviously is part of communication. So we're gonna take a dive into it, see where it goes. We're gonna get through some really good information And, uh, you know, I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. I'm glad we're able to get it straightened out and get it recorded. And this is going to be a good one. So, guys, please like, subscribe, and share to our podcast. Leave us a review. Five stars are our favorite because it allows us to reach more people and grow our community. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everyone. Now it's time to welcome Mr. Todd Smith to the show. Todd is here to give his unique views and experiences with leadership in the law enforcement community and the importance of communication. Todd has been a Calvert County Sheriff for 22 years. He was part of the SOT Special Operations Team. He was a field training officer, canine handler, and supervisor. He also was a Maryland State Police trooper and was a cadet. So, Todd, thank you for joining us. Police. How are you?'s
0: been a we long do, time.
1: It's been a while. We go back pretty far. I' yeah, study, you. Uh, tw- over 20 years at this point now 2001 I think was when I was uh, joining the volunteers. You were a sheriff then as well. That's where I first met you. Yep. Um, I do I remember the canines. I remember the uh, interactions on calls and off calls and just you know your face in the community which is to me is a big thing when it comes to uh, policing. You know, I don't have any experience when it comes to being a police officer. I've never done it. Uh, I grew up in a household where my dad was a cop and had law enforcement experience with the military. So, please introduce yourself and give everyone a uh, you know a little bit of Todd's world, what you're doing, who you are, and where you're at.
0: Yep. Uh, honestly, it's it's not that exciting. Um, I would always consider myself a uh, a slow learner and a late bloomer. And uh, there's probably easier ways to navigate your career than what I chose at times. But I've had a good career. Um, basically, I started at six weeks after high school with the uh, Maryland State Police as a, a cadet in the truck enforcement division. I did that for two years until I was roughly 20 and a half, went to the police academy, graduated as a state trooper in 1990, um, was briefly in Hartford County. For a few months, and then I got transferred to Southern Maryland. Um, was there in Southern Maryland from 91 to 95. And uh, you're, you, I don't even know where you were at this time, but 93, 94 was a terrible budget crisis. Uh, state police went through some real hard times, frozen pay cuts or frozen pay steps, no overtime, the whole nine yards. And, um, I was young and brash and restless. So I started looking around for other agencies and also actually came down between PG as an EPO and Calvert. And, uh, I took the job with Calvert in 95, May 1st of 95, um, spent another 10 years in patrol and, um, was a field training officer. I did 4 years on the special operations team when it was decentralized. I was more like an auxiliary team back then. Now these guys have since 911, they have incredible equipment and training and uh, you know great group of guys. And then um 05 um my whole original reason for wanting to be a police officer was going to K9, but it's just a strange path. Mm-hmm. But uh finally I was I don't know man, 30 early 30s I think, 34 around there. I was like, man, I I, I want a dog. So studied, did all the testing, um, got a dog, went to canine school. First dog was Kilo. And I worked Kilo for probably seven or eight years. Um, During that time I got promoted again. I'm sorry. I got promoted uh, to a first line supervisor in canine and I was the luckiest supervisor on the planet. I had an awesome group of guys. Um, they made me look good. Um, I always said that I just try to keep my guys between the Geneva Convention and federal court. And they did it, man. I, awesome group of guys. And I'm, uh, whenever I run into them in the in recently, I'm super proud of them. I mean, they're just great guys. And 14... Retired kilo. I think it's 13, 14. Retired kilo. um, Got another dog. I got chewed up real bad and it put me out of work for a little bit. Got another dog and that was Loki. I worked Loki till basically I retired in 17. Um, The last year I they have made some changes to the retirement program and you got to remember I, I had 29 years 28 years on it this time all on the street in uniform all shift work time for a change and um started looking at some options cuz I could I could have stayed I could have stayed as I think it's 62 now which I couldn't imagine doing that but um started looking around and I got bit by the I got bit by the contracting bug and I said man this looks kind of cool So it was never in the military. And I was like, uh, here's an opportunity to do something way outside the Calvert County box Mm -hmm. and something I know nothing about, which was um, contracting for the federal government overseas. So it took about a year from all the paperwork, background checks and all the testing and all the shots I had to get. And I retired May 1st of 17, and I started training in July of 17 to go. Um, I was a contractor for the I – ha- I worked for a company that had the contract with the Department of State uh, in Iraq and um, to work a, a bomb detection dog. So made it through all the training, made it through the certification, and I think it was August. By August, I was sitting in Baghdad going holy fuck this is crazy and um, and what an eye-opening experience I mean you talk about it was it was it was it was an incredible experience because it was so far out of anything I've ever done before and it was incredible and I got to meet guys from all over the world all over the country and basically I spent the next four years turning and burning I would do... Anywhere from 90 to 100 and some days, come home for 28 to 30, go right back over. Now, what happened was COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And the, also the, uh, the attack of the embassy, I think, was 19, 19 or early, really early 20. So when COVID happened, my 90, 100 days, I did a 240-day one, which was long, brother. I mean, you're talking about living in a metal box and eating cafeteria food and working six 12 hour shifts in a row for 240 days. It, it, where You can get a little cranky after that. Oh, I'm sure. And, and no alcohol, That's even worse. And then um, and then um the the embassy happened, and then I did another 180 some days, and I was like, you know what? That's I, I literally did, I was home like 50 some days in 18 months, and I was like, this is this is insane. So, let me pick back up here. Phone glitch. Um, yeah. So it was. I did a 240 dayer. Came home for a quick Turner burn. I went back and did another 180. And uh, quite frankly, I was burned out. I was burned out on the politics. Uh, State Department is a whole other creature. We could probably do a whole nother podcast on. And um, so I eventually came home for those reasons, plus personal reasons. My girlfriend wanted me to come home. And, um, came home, took a, took a, about two months off, uh, immediately got bored and created Trinity canine where now I'm just training pet dogs, which was, uh, kind of started as a side hustle, beer money. And now it's basically almost a full-time job. Um, and I just train pets. Um, I want, oops, I want soccer moms and labradoodles, man. That's, that's what I want. And it's, um, Business is brisk. Yeah. Yeah. What can I say?
1: I was going to say, I I started following you on Instagram after we were able to reconnect uh, a few weeks ago. And I mean, you're definitely, you're killing it. You have a ton of work. And as I went through, I started looking through a lot of things and uh, just your different interactions with the different dogs. And uh, if I remember correctly, you had somebody on there where their kid came and their kid was training with one of the dogs.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, one of the things that I want to tap into a few things that you said uh, earlier though. So, well, you, you asked where I was. You're, you said you weren't sure where I was in 1993. In 1993, I was seven years old. So ah. I, was in, yeah, I was in whatever school that is. Uh, 1993,
0: I was working night shift in Calvert County. <laughs> I was,
1: yeah, I was probably, yeah, I, I don't know what I was doing. Something. Uh, so you mentioned that you were a FTO. Um, yes. So we're going to get into that. I want to get into a few things. So the goal for this episode that I wanted to talk about is communication, right? Okay. Commun- communication is absolutely everything. And I think you you know as well as I do that when it comes to communicating, you have to um, be able to convey your message. And then whoever the receiver is, whoever the person is that gets the message needs to understand that needs to be able to apply it. So right. in your experiences, through your different ranks as a police officer, you have you have a lot of them. Um <laughs> Just give me some uh, some experiences that you've had and some challenges to your leadership, and how communication made a difference.
0: So you have to remember when I came on in nineteen eighty eight, the um, you were dealing with Vietnam Air guys, um, and uh, there was a hierarchy, and you weren't in it. <laughs> you know? and and and, it, and that's kind of how I was raised on the job so um and again you know i grew up on the job i i i literally was sitting in an english class in high school and and roughly six eight weeks later i was riding around in a 1986 chevy caprice on interstate 95 you know going Mm -hmm. whoa so I, i mean i i and i can't say this is a good thing but um i i I, you know, these guys were tough, man. Some of these guys were tough and, and they were, and they were, especially when I get out of the Academy, because once you get out of the Academy, you know, you've made it, you, you, you've kind of passed. And, um, I definitely had mentors. I think mentors are super, super important. And, um, uh, to this day, I, I, there's one in particular that, or actually a couple that I still stay in contact with and, you know, consider friends. Um, you know, as we get older, I think it's important to self critique and kind of understand who you are when it comes to leadership. I am a triple type A personality. Um, I've been called intense, I've been called a lot of things. And sometimes for me, when it came to leadership, it was very hard for me at times to keep, to not, um, overreact. And as I got older, I got better at it. Not perfect. Um, because you know, there are times where especially situations is not a time for debate. I need you to do this now go, you know? Um, and I have definitely learned through the years. Oh man. Some people are going to listen to this. You're going to like bullshit. Oh my- I tried to solve my approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was me. If that makes sense. Um. So, um, you know, certain things I did not handle correctly, and I, I uh, was very hard on myself at times with with you know certain things because I wanted to be a good boss. Um, you know, I, I think when it comes to leadership, I'm kind of all over the map here. So, reel me in if you need me to. No, you're you good. Know, keep, keep going. You're good. Yeah, it, it's not proprietary. Uh, nothing that I know is, is I own and it's up to me. Like I see these, I see that I still run in the canine guys now, or um, I even still get phone calls about certain things. And I, I, it makes me so happy when I hear them still doing something like that. I helped implement and still works to this day. And that got the, the new guys under me that are now bosses are doing it with their guys, you know? So I think it's super important um, to pass the torch, you know, now that doesn't mean coddle and that doesn't mean, um, I have to explain to you like you're a five-year-old everything. Um, but it also doesn't mean you need to be a douche about it. And, um, you know, I, I can't bring you into a vision of supervision or I can't bring you into what the agency wants. If, if it's nothing but conflict. You know, it's just like a dog. Honestly, if I if I if I take a dog like I got a dog here, I'm looking at right now. I have two German Shepherds here, two completely different German Shepherds. and I have one. If I threw a prong collar on that dog and started whipping it around right now, I would shut this dog down and I, I couldn't get it to even probably go to the bathroom. You know, now the other dog next to it, I probably could do that because it's a hard dog, you know. Um, so I, I think it's important to. To to kind of know your audience, you know? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make
1: sense? It makes complete sense. And you actually brought up some really good points. So you obviously need to know, you you need to be tactful, right? You need to yes. be able to understand there's a right way and a wrong way to go about things. And you said it yourself with the, the dog example, which is a fantastic example of, I mean, I, I don't know what a prong collar is, but I can assume what it is.
0: Like a choke chain. A choke yeah, chain. yeah,
1: so if you, you know, there's different, and unfortunately that's kind of just the way it is when it comes to life now with new generation of people when they're younger and they're, you know, it's just the generational, it's a, di- a generational difference, right? So, you know, you have to understand your approach for some may not work for others like you know somebody that's older in your you know whatever you're supervising you could go to them and you could like be straightforward with them and be polite or be tactful but you can really crush them whereas if you do that to a 19 year old 20 year old kid they're going to shut down but yeah whatever dude like you know what I mean so yeah you, you brought up <laughs> some really good stuff with that and you know I think the biggest thing that I liked that you brought up was how you evolved over time through trial and error and your humility to it, right? Oh, so brother, you, you know what I'm saying? saying
0: and
1: it's have, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, it's not. I'm sorry, to talk over you, but I, 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 dude, I am. Nobody is harder on me than me. Trust me. Sure. And I, um, you know, I, I tell you what, my hot button was, and I, I'll be. I mean, shit, I'm long retired, man. Statue limitations are over. <laughs> but go, um, go yeah, um safety violations flagrant safety violations because if i allow you to do dumb shit out of laziness Mm -hmm. when i mean the most elementary basic day three academy crap that you're violating and you do this and i don't say something and then i gotta say something five times it's it's ridiculous. And there and there were times where I mean there 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 were some one-sided conversations that I probably didn't handle correctly. I'm gonna be honest with you. But sometimes the, you know, sometimes the lions gotta roar a little bit, you know, and I I I you know, I I roared a couple times. Sure. You know? yeah. nah, um, anyway, no right. but I'm not proud of that either. Like i I look back now and um I look back now and I'm like, oh, damn, that that kid probably hates my guts, man. But he might be alive today. And, um, yeah. you know, yeah. well, I'll tell you a really quick funny story. I just went to a fundraiser the other night for James Flint up in, um, up in Anne Arundel. And um, uh, one of the older canine guys was there. Great dude. And uh, a young guy was there. And I came up and um, Sean introduced me. And I said, hey, Mom, I'm Todd Smith. Nice to meet you. He goes, oh, my God, I just heard about you last night. Or the other day, and I was like, "Oh, what? I'm mean, retired. him six years." Because yeah, I pulled up in front of a burglary alarm at a, at a TA, and uh, I didn't do it, you know, tactfully. And and uh, the corporal said, "Thank God, Todd Smith's not working and didn't see this because that was one of my big things. You pull up in front of an alarm, um, <laughs> but it's just funny how it kind of comes back, you know. Maybe the kid won't do it again. Who knows? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, it, I'd be lying if I said I've never." mishandled myself as a supervisor and and snapped at people and you know i remember there's a an example of one time where there was a guy that came in and he tried and he did this in front of uh i'm trying to think of how to say this correctly he did it in front of people that i work with and we'll leave it at that i think the guys that are listening that know what i'm talking about know what i'm talking about but uh he came the guy came up and gave a joke made a joke i'm not gonna get too much into the details because it'll get a, it'll get us too far in the weeds And I snapped at him and I yelled at him. I was like, you know, get in the back office, blah, 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 blah. I used some other words I'm not going to repeat. And, you know, come to find out when we, I went back and I, you know, took a breath and I wasn't embarrassed anymore because he did in front of everybody that I work with. I realized he was just trying to make a joke that I took the wrong way. And now what did I just do to myself? Right. Like I just yelled at somebody who, you know, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't go in and joke with people like that. I don't think it's a really good time or place, but. You know, at the end of the day, I still need to be better than that. I need to be more tactful. I need to be more professional than that. Set the example as a supervisor, that kind of stuff. And and I handled it incorrectly. It was terrible. And I mean, you know, luckily him and I talked about it, and we were good to go. And you know, we're on the same page now. I think if we ever work right. together, but you know, I like I said, I, I've sent up bridges sky high in smoke. I've burned so many bridges. I've created yep. problems for myself by how I acted, and it was all by not taking a breath. And I think that yeah. comes from matru- maturity and time. And I think... Well, and
0: also, I'll tell you another thing, Mike. i I'll tell you, man, and, and there's a, there's an, uh, the, the elephant in the room, man, is cumulative stress. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, man, I, you know, I always said that police work is the most toxic, chaotic relationship you could ever be in with insane sex. And, <laughs> and, and, and it, the thing is, is... is it's usually not the street that stresses guys out. It's the internal bullshit that goes on. And, um, like what? It, it, oh, well, I that's a, that's a whole nother pie. I mean, it's
1: it, just give it, us a skinny version for just for the listeners. Who well, may or you know,
0: may. I, I it, it's no secret that I had a, uh, 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 let's see here. I had a very different vision of, I did not agree with the very head boss of his leadership and what he wanted, which was qual or quantity over quality. And I thought it ruined a lot of guys, but the way they were doing the job. And um quantity of I police just, work, a quantity yeah, of like tickets rather I mean, than
1: quality of police work. Yeah. Community I don't,
0: police. Like yeah. All that. Gotcha. But, you know, I, I tell you another problem is is y- you you it, it's very careful. It's very easy. It's kind of like again, like a dog. If if you don't say, if you don't stay consistent, and if you don't stay clear, and let's just say you let loose one day and, and roll call. I know all you, all you guys just sit around the t- table eating breakfast all day, but <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> when you're when you guys are doing that, it's easy. Line up. We'll call it line up. That's yeah. I'm okay. Talking. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you want to call it, the buffet. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's easy, it's easy to let your guard down mm-hmm. and maybe joke around, joke a little bit inappropriate, but, you know, it only takes one person to crash your whole glass house with a complaint or something when, it, you know, it was an on off color joke or whatever, where, you know, it is a very fine line when it comes to being a boss, especially around guys that. I don't know if this is right to say, but you don't trust as much or you just don't know, you know, you don't know what their intentions are um, where other people keep score. Like, Oh man, he said this, I'm writing this down and and, and all that. Um, and you got to be aware of that too. You know, you can't, uh, you know, I, I try to be, I try to joke around with the guys and I try to be, but I also let them be, I also let them do their job. I wasn't babysitting. them. That's my, I was big on that. I'm going to i to tell you, I was very big on that. I am not your babysitter. I'm your boss. If, if paperwork's due, paperwork. Let me to give you a quick example. And uh, if these guys are uh, here, if these guys hear this, remember this day because I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. My very first day when I, they decentralized K9, I got sent back to patrol and I had to run roll call. Roll call is on the second, third floor. Worth real second quick. Floor. Real
1: quick, before you keep going, yep. just uh, just to clarify for again, like I, you know, I don't have a ton of law enforcement experience at all. When you go, when you said you went back to uh, patrol, you're going back as a sergeant.
0: Uh, no, as a corporal. As a so, corporal. a corporal in our agency was a first line supervisor.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, and the all, the only reason I never took the sergeant's test up until then was because I, I would have had to come out of canine. I didn't want to do that. Okay. Um, Frontline so supervisor,
1: what- you supervise a handful of uh, guys and girls. Yep. And- All right,
0: go ahead. So then what basically what happened was they redistributed manpower. Um, we, we, K9 did follow under special operations, and then they would just put us back under patrol. So I literally got attached to a patrol squad. And because I was a supervisor, I now was supervising half of a squad. Um, so anyhow, my very first day, um, I think it was 5 a.m., or, I don't even know, it was 12 hour shifts, which was horrible to begin with. But anyhow, um, roll, call, roll call starts at 0 0500, period, right? That doesn't mean you're coming in the door at 0 0500. It doesn't mean 502. It means your ass is in the seat at, at, at five o'clock. And um, I'm there and I'm the oldest guy in the room. You can be there on time. And at the clock struck 0 0500. I said, close the door and lock it. And um, I was missing half the guys. And um, I did roll call, and they were standing out in the hallway till I was done. And um, I just brought them in. I said, is there any, any – anybody confused at what time roll call starts? And I said, nope. I said, cool, see you later. You know? How many were late after that? None. Oh, none. None. Nope. I mean,
1: in, rea- in reality, do you, did your department uh, have a policy on tardiness when it comes to that stuff? Like, is that something oh, you yeah. – could-
0: and yeah, then you have absolutely. you have
1: and you have a union right you had a union then and well, then
0: you had well that's that's kind of a, a complicated topic so we well, real the, quick
1: real quick before we get I don't want to get too far off into the weeds I think the point that I wanted to make though just since again this this is leadership you had the opportunity where you could have thrown the book at someone but no you gave them a real world scenario or a, a um, you gave them the opportunity to understand their mistake without.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're keeping
1: it at the lowest level. You're not throwing paperwork at people until they need it. You identified the problem. You said, Hey, so like we're good, right? This isn't gonna happen anymore. Kept it at the yep. lowest level. You taught your guys a lesson. You showed them your expectations, right? People before paper is always paramount. It will Bro, always, what are you, telling you know what I'm saying? So you're dealing
0: with humans and 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 I mean I don't care what is said you're dealing with people that have marriage problems that are have little sleep, they're working two and three part-time jobs, they got daycare issues, their dog just died. I mean, they're human. And if you just start if you just start whacking people all the time, man, you're never I mean, no one's going to even want I mean, you're not going to get any cooperation you know yeah. so i mean I, I i definitely was more old school when it came to that i yeah. i was not a i did not throw paper on people man i i, I mean i was old school because that's how i was raised on the job man take your ass you and move on you yeah. know it, and, that was,
1: and that's and that's something i think that gets lost sometimes is you know obviously you know obviously you have to you still have to hold your departmental standards and your personal standards right because people are going, people are, are always going to uh rise to your expectations or fall to theirs. So in reality, you know, when you set your standards and you hold them accountable, I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to practice what you preach. And, you know, quite frankly, I think people are going to do what, I don't want to say do whatever they want, but, you know, they're either going to rise to your expectations or fall to theirs. And if they know, Corporal Smith says, hey, y'all, five o'clock, you're late, door's shut and locked. That's it. Yeah. And now you're, you're now late for work. So, you know, one or, one or two times, you know, whatever, like you said, people have lives, things happen. And yes. I, think, I think you do need to be understandable, understand- you need to understand to a point, right? But then it comes down to the whole point of it's not what you preach, it's, it's what you allow. So I could tell you all this cool stuff about, you know, the guys first, paperwork second, you know, all that stuff. But if I allow you to do whatever and you just continuously do whatever you want, it's ineffective. It's not going to do anything. And there's only a matter of time before the other guys start seeing that. And then they're going to start showing up to roll call 20 minutes late because, I mean, what are you doing? You're not doing anything to them. You know what I'm saying? So So that has to be a balance of, you know, hey, look, man, like you haven't been late before. You're late today. Don't let that shit happen again. No big deal. But then you have guys where there comes a point, and I tell the guys this that I supervise, you know, over the the eight years I've been a lieutenant now, where it's like, hey, look, if I come to you with charges, my hands are tied. And there comes a point where yeah. you have to draw that line in the sand, and you you have to hold your standard.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not now. No, let me let me be clear here. I'm I'm talking I about yeah, very no. minor infractions I'm not talking about sweeping some some no. something egregious under the the rug. No way. And to be honest with sure. you, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, I could I could end up being you know, criminally charged for not doing my job. So no, no, I'm talking about just dumb shit, you know. Yeah,
1: I, and personnel, personnel stuff. That's what you're going to run into 99% yeah, 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 of the yeah. time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure how law enforcement is as far as the breakdown of of uh, uh, interaction. But like for for the fire department, when you get your uh, per, uh, personnel appraisal or your past performance appraisal, so mm-hmm. like how you did for the year, your supervisor yeah. does it. So for us, emergency operations is only 10%. That's it. So ninety percent is other stuff that has nothing to do with emergency calls, but right. that's ninety percent of human interaction. Right. right. So that's that's in the firehouse. That's in the community. That's um, all these other things that you're you're supervised on that literally has nothing to do with getting on the fire truck and leaving the firehouse. Right. It's Literally, and I'm sure the police is the same way. You, you, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that the police is the same way. I mean, calls are. A large part of what you do, but there's still, I think, just the way jobs work in general. I, I still think there's going to be more non-job stuff than there is actual pulling yeah. people over, doing investigations, um, follow-ups, a- a- and those things. And you know, I just think that's human nature because in reality, you know, there's more to supervision than just the calls. Like there's also. Well, the
0: yeah, I, I never asked my guys to do anything that I don't, am not doing on, even when it came out to my uniform or, or whatever. And, 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 you know, again, I'm realistic about leading stuff. by example. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I, I mean, here's another example. And if, if this person hears this, and he's a good friend of mine, but I'll tell you, this pissed me off. Um, um, uh, we had a, there were some changes to canine and we had some new personnel come in and we were running a drug dog class and I came pulled into the parking lot and there were cigarette butts all over my parking lot. And I was like, who, what is this? Cause I knew none of my guys were smokers. I said, what is this? I mean, just, it looked like trash. And they said, uh, oh, it's so-and-so's. And I said, Oh, really? Why? Well, I, I, I'm not, I'm too straight up. You. I, I went and got a cup. I picked up every one of them. I went in there found his textbook and I put him in his textbook and closed it. And uh, no more cigarette butts in the parking lot, man. It looks like trash. Have some pride where you work. You sure.
1: And was, I mean, again, maybe not do that today, but I did that
0: that day. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I was going to say, you just took the words out of my mouth. Looking back, I feel like if you were to have that same situation, now you find yourself uh, choosing a different a different route to
0: handle um you know uh no no this was canine this was not when i was in patrol sure. no canine was canine i mean i again and you know the thing is this you look man you take care of the warriors the warriors take care of you i had great dudes and they knew when i said guys this has to get done you know car inspections or just whatever kennel inspections or whatever whatever they knew it had to get done like all right Smith is talking let's just get it over with and um so I they knew when I I, I would say or, or ask or request something it wasn't because I was bored you know yeah um and and also when I would do something like that it was you know I don't want cigarette butts you know have some, and these are new guys can you imagine a new guy just coming into your office and flicking cigarette butts are you are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Well you have to, there yeah. has to be decor, decorum, right? You have to act a certain way. You have to carry yeah. yourself. you have to carry yourself as a professional. And
0: I mean man. you kind of hit
1: the nail on the head where you know you said it's you know you take and this I thing you, serious.
0: That was the first canine school they ever had to take smoke breaks for these guys. It was just crazy, man.
1: That's that's funny. But what I was saying. What I was saying though is, you know, it's it's all it's all by how you carry yourself as as the supervisor, as the I mean, in reality, a role model. I mean, you mentioned it yeah. yourself with like how your car looked, how your uniform was, the way you carried yourself. So, I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, those are a lot of good things that are would test your leadership and and you know a, a very humble way to look at it. But um, so, with that being said, I do want to kind of change foot into the communications part of what I wanted to get into. Um, so. You kind of established yourself, the basis, you got into the canine thing, you did the FTO thing, you did the uh, special operations thing. We walked through some coaching on when you were an FTO and a supervisor as a, as a uh, uh, Calvert County Sheriff, you had your time as a canine officer. All that came to an end. Uh, you, cha- you closed that chapter and you moved into the new one, which is Trinity Canine Services. So I did a little bit of tra- uh, research on just canines. I didn't know a lot about them. I mean, obviously I knew they were dogs, but, uh, so what it looks like is the first canine training program in law enforcement was in Belgium in 1899. Um, they went, they worked through a lot of different things like, uh police apprehension. They didn't get into a ton of detail as to exactly what they did as far as beyond like patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they didn't really get into if they were like bite dogs or anything like that. And then the biggest thing they figured out though, was the right dog, needs to be picked for the right job just like the right person needs to be picked to do the job as well right you're not gonna go to a chihuahua and have him do you know something that a larger dog would do i don't know a lot about dogs so i do apologize for
0: that. well i'll tell you mike that's one of the biggest issues that i run into um, is is these people choosing the wrong breed for their situation and um a lot of these people should have cats to be honest with you um you know uh, these dog these people that um um i had one a belgian the guy lives on a boat and got a belgian malinois are are you kidding me and they they kept the dog for not even a week because it was driving them nuts well no shit you know yeah and um I have another one where uh, a smaller female has a, a very large German shepherd and it's just, it's just, you know, she's going to have a hard time with this dog, you know, because she just doesn't have the, 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 uh, the, the energy. She's not putting off the right energy with this dog and, um, and it's going to be a handful, you know, but, but so, yeah, yes, that's very important that, that with, when it comes to whatever it is, whether it's detection or tracking or whatever, or a pet, I I think you got to remember that working dogs are a very small percentage of the dog world. Most of it is pet, the pet dog world. And with that being said, (coughs) most people do not do the research. um, They think they do enough that they feel comfortable, but a lot of times there's just bad breeding, bad genetics, wrong breed, you know, and, um, uh, unethical breeding you know uh, all sorts of stuff so yeah to answer your question
1: gotcha yeah no and, and you know you t- you kind of touched on part of what I was getting into with the uh, the guy on the boat and then the lady that has the dog I think uh, oh so I'm gonna keep going with what I was saying so the Baltimore Police Department who's local to uh, where we're from had the first canine their first canine squad in 1956. Uh, the military dogs were in the 20s and 40s from the military, and basically the long, the long short of what I was reading – and this is all from National Law Enforcement Foundation uh, history on canines uh, – basically what they were saying was they had a lot of success um, in the in the, you know, the 20s and 40s in World War II with uh, the dogs doing different things, whether it was the, de- the tech- detection, the tracking, the attacking. All those things. So then that started getting bled out into law enforcement and then uh, what ended up being working dogs of today, whether they are the support dogs, search and rescue, like the urban search and rescue stuff. Um, So the biggest thing, I guess, what I wanted to get into with this and why I like the uh, example you gave of the guy on the boat and and the lady, um, nonverbal communication is very important. Nonverbal communication for human beings is gigantic, right? So you and I having a conversation, catching up after some time is not the same as if you and I were sitting, having steaks together, BS and, you know, whatever, cooking on the grill. Like the interaction is much, much different. Just think about how easy it is to talk to somebody on the phone, as opposed to text message, as opposed to being in person, I can physically talk to you, not on the phone not by text all that stuff mm-hmm. right that's very very important and so going while i was going through a lot of your your trinity canine stuff what i noticed and this is why i brought up those examples was you know as i watched in these different videos of these different people and then you are handling these dogs there's always uh hand, there's hand signals uh verbal signals and most of all is eye contact there's a lot of eye contact with that so You know, obviously the goal here for a canine dog, and we'll just kind of stay into the, like, let's say the contracting, right? I want to go into the contracting first, because now you're out of your comfort zone because you're in the Middle East. You're working through communications with people that speak a different language and then you have this dog that is not a human being. So you have verbal communication, hand signals, your eye contact, all those things. Walk us through uh, how important communication was and some of the, um, things you had to do and and why communication played a part in, in your success i know that's a little drawn out but do you understand what i'm yeah, getting saying yeah, yeah.
0: well i i can tell you that um again i i don't want to make myself out to be anything that i'm not um i i was i worked a static security position um for the department of state sure at a facility in baghdad but not at the embassy okay um, there was six it was basically a fob is basically what it was attached to the airport there's there was, uh, there was uh, various points of, of uh, uh, entry and exit and we manned those posts plus we did some other stuff um, I ne- there was I just want to be clear about that it wasn't like I'm like goddamn seal team six jumping out of planes or something it wasn't like that I mean I, I yeah. just was part of a static I was static security for an embassy project so but that being said I work with people from several countries in Africa, um, basically any other country that was in the war effort, um, obviously Iraqis. And, um, it, it, you know, especially, so let me give you a quick example. Let me give you a quick example. If you ever accidentally stepped on your dog's paw, or bumped into your dog and you hit him even kind of hard and you look down and you smile or you say, oh, sorry, buddy. And you move on and dogs like, okay, fuck it. I'm fine. You know, and because your energy at that point wasn't angry compared to a, a dog that struck out of anger or something like that, where they're cowering or dogs are emotional sponges. They absolutely pick up And we always say that the leash is the umbilical cord between you and the dog. They pick up everything that's southbound that leash. All right. And just like with the people over there that um, a lot of them didn't even speak English or very broken English. I mean, a smile was the big thing there. Um, You know, you look them right in the eye and you smile and you got to remember now uh, people sometimes lose, lose, um, you know, they fail to understand Could you imagine your country being invaded and 10, 15, 20 years later, they're still there. Could you imagine like walking into Prince Frederick and there's Russian soldiers there and, 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 and you'd be like, Whoa, you know? I I mean, so you, you, you have to remember that a lot of these people lived under Saddam or, or, or or whatever. And um, they might not like you, you know, you might've killed their, their uncle Izzy, you know, I, I mean, who knows? Um, so you know you have to be aware and and this is a very male dominated country okay um and and you, you just you you do not disrespect the males there um you try not to I mean you, you don't you can't come across weak um but you also can't come across as a bully asshole too you know um so anyhow my point is that you're, you're, the energy you're putting off, just that like it's soaked up by the dog, is the exact same when you're dealing with people that don't speak English. You know, if I if I ran up to you and, and was scowling at you and said hello, Mike, you know, and you'd be like, Whoa, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. compared to me going, you know, waving my hand, hey man, what's going on? And I'm smiling and my my facial expressions are nice. I'm relaxed through the eyes. You know what I mean? Dogs pick up. Dogs pick up all of that stuff. And I, and I can be honest with you that there's times like a dog will frustrate me. And I know I'm not, it's not beneficial at this point. I need to put that dog up and regroup and, and take 15 minutes because it the, the communication is just not there. And I'm doing the situation worse, if that makes sense. It does, um,
1: and it's, it's, it can become palpable and it's the same way with people. It's, it's yes. not, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yes. Like if you smile, if you smiled at a dog, and you said in a very, very nice tone, you know, like, I'm going to lock you in a closet forever. And he's – dog's going to yep. be happy wagging his tail, yep. tongue out. Or then if you, you know, aggressively yelled, I'm going to give you the biggest treat in the world and you're going to have steak the rest of your life. Absolutely. Like, they're going to – you know what I'm saying? Like they don't understand yeah, your words, but they know your body language.
0: And, and they're very tonal. Like, I mean, they understand volume. They, they understand – um all the intricacies of volume and the, and the tone. And they, they can tell that, you know, um, I, I have a, my personal dog is a Belgian Malinois and I mean, she's forever bumping into me or whatever. And, and she just shakes, she shakes it off. Like, it's no big deal because my energy is not of anger. She knows she just, she just runs into my knees or she just does dumb shit. She's a male. And, um, and, and she, she doesn't miss a step, but you know, I can tell you that she's also done some crazy crap. Where I'm, I'm like, God damn it, Fendi! And she she grabbed a beer one day, bit a hole, and shook it. I'm like, What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. she's crazy, but anyhow, yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, I mean, you kind of touched on some really good things that, um, I mean, obviously translate it all and the biggest thing is communication here right so they yeah. tra- it translates into humans as well and i, I think this is why I, I you as a guest stuck out to me one because you know i mean I've, we've known each other since uh, 20 years at least um but two was the ability to have to accomplish a goal with someone that you can't physically speak to like you can't tell your dog hey go over there and find the bomb no Like, right. That's not how that works. You have to work through trust, communication, and then um, you have to be able to have yeah, the trust, trust and communication to accomplish your goal. So So I think when it comes to uh, a lot, one of the things you brought up was your volume tone and uh, with speaking to your dog, but volume tone, body language, not what you say, it's how you say it. And then kind of how you talked about you know, the relaxed and uh, aggressive posturing, I mean, all that is human interaction as well. So as a yeah. supervisor, as a leader, when you want to approach someone, whether it's an uncomfortable com- conversation because they're late to roll call at 5 o'clock in the morning, whether you know, you're know you doing your contracting thing or you're in the firehouse, you're in a, a boardroom, whatever it is, and you need to convey a message or get a small unit – we'll just call it a small unit – to right. accomplish a goal – And you walk in there yelling and screaming at people is much different than when you walk in there. You have a professional attitude. I don't want to say you have a a relaxed posture, but, you know, owning the room is one thing. But owning it with confidence has a much different um, has a much different uh, reaction or not reaction, a much different outcome than if you were to, you know, let's say walk in there. You don't know what you're doing. You're looking at the ground, like you know what I'm saying. Like you're, you're not going to be able to lead anyone or do anything efficiently if you, if you don't, uh, if you don't create that command presence. And I'm sure you yeah. went through that with law enforcement interacting with people. Is you have to have that yeah. command presence. So yeah, command you presence, it. command presence isn't aggression. Command presence is confidence, competence. You're owning the room, and whatever needs to get done by a person or a, a you know, in your case with the dogs, the dogs. Whatever needs to get done, you're getting it done because you're leading the way as the leader. So, you know, I like the way that you, you didn't really say it, but you've said it a few times or you kind of alluded to it a little bit of, you got to be able to read the room. Like you have to understand how your actions, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're saying it, um, how that comes off to people, because ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you're a team and a team needs to accomplish a goal and the goal or the uh, leader of the team, is the ones that are gonna, gonna get it done. You, you know, you, you I like the way that you said that, You know, hey, look, I'm not your mother, I'm not your babysitter. Like, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to do every single thing. I'm not gonna micromanage you. This is what needs to get done, get it done.
0: Well, we create, we, I mean, let's be honest. We, we as, as employees, we create micromanagers. Now, of course, there's always the, the anal retentive guy who, oh my God, just the, the comma is wrong in this report. I mean, come on, give me a break. Right, but I mean, if, if 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 I can trust you to have a gun and a badge and handcuffs, then I can I trust you to turn in paperwork on time. You know, I, I, I mean, it's not a far stretch. I, to me, it's not. You know. No, I agree. But, you know, I think also. And I know we're kind of running probably short on time here, but um, we're you know, for, we're good for now. Okay, so I, I, it, it every agency, whether it's fire department or whatever, military, whatever they have a mission statement and sometimes that mission statement is something even you don't agree with. And like in my case, I mean, I'll, I'll be very upfront with it. And I, I did not agree with a lot that came from the head shed. Um, but it didn't really matter because he is the boss, whether I liked him or not, you know, um, the problem comes when there is a conflict or there is an issue and they go for the low hanging fruit instead of peeling back the onion and seeing what's why, 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 why. And, and just keep digging, dig and keep digging deeper instead of looking at the real issues, whether it is a bad hire, bad training or bad, whatever, you know, I think, I, I mean, there does come a time and a place. I, I absolutely want to give the guys as much care as I can but you know what? There does come a time for stick because you got eyes on you and it, just like in the dog world, believe me, if you, I mean, there is, there's, there is a training technique where you can, you can post out three or four dogs and w- have them watch another dog work. They're all watching, you know, and, and, um, you have to remember that you have other employees watching and the last, the worst thing you could ever be accused of to me is favoritism, you know? Um, and I, 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 think that's, that is something that sometimes gets overlooked, you know? Um, cause I definitely some yeah. consider that.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, you kind of hit, I mean, that was kind of a good point or not kind of a good point, but that was a really good point because, you know, the last, that's the last thing you want is allowing other people to do things that you wouldn't allow different ones to do. Like, yeah. it, I'm not, maybe I'm not saying that correctly, but like you know, if you allow one guy for whatever reason, you know, Hey, look, I know I want your, I you were fortunate to be done on time, but you got a lot going on at home. Don't worry about it. Like just get it when you get it. And then everyone else, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your stuff done on time. They're going to know about that. They're going to see that. Like the guys and girls that you we supervise, they don't forget anything. They see no. everything. And yes. here's the, And here's the thing that, this is a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way a few times. And I think, I learned I got, I'm better for it, where they're going to see and know everything that you do, and they may not come and tell you that they know it. They may not even allude to it. They may say to you, hey, man, you know, or they'll just go about their daily lives like nothing's going on, and somehow it comes up, and then they unload everything. And they unload stuff. As they talk, you listen. You're like, I know that's right. I know that's right. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. This person has been hanging on to this for months, years days, right. weeks, whatever it is, you know, what right. you want, where you want to be with that is you want to be able, because people, when they have leaders, they want to be able to know who you are, what to expect from you. Like if I know ahead of time, Todd is very, very, very straightforward about perfect uniforms, clean cars, good reports. Right. And I know that. And you're that way all the time. Yeah. You're going to have a bad day here and there where you're going to be like, uh, hey man, look, just Let's just get through the day, you know, whatever. But you can't have a bad day every day, one off bad days or one, you know, or something. But if I know ahead of time what's coming, I'm good with it. I don't care because I trust you as a leader and I want, you know, I wanted to be able to do good for you. And I, you know, you're a good, you know, you're a good leader for me. And I, that's hard to do if it's, well, which Todd are we getting today? Are we getting Todd's going through a divorce, Todd? Are we getting... Todd hasn't, isn't able to pay his mortgage, Todd. Or are we getting, yeah, you know, it's funny. Todd, Todd's okay today, Todd. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if you've ever had a supervisor like that, where, I mean, the wind blows and they're coming out swinging. Like I've had guys yeah. and girls that were very, very, uh, unique and I'll leave it at that where I was just kind of like on a, you know, what am I getting today? Like, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, I tell you, you, you brought up a good point and, um, and, uh, I, I, I tell you, man, I think part of my success, and I, and I use that term loosely. I mean, they, I mean, people wave to me when they see me, so they can't all hate me. But, um, uh, I, I think I had street creds only because I truly had been through, there is nothing these guys are going through that I haven't been through the critical incidents to the, the personal shit in your life that you go through to the sleepless, you know, having to work all night. And then you got court and you're coming in on three hours of sleep. You know, I, I, I so I, there was a part of me where I think they, they could connect with me on that. Because if I asked you if you were okay, it's only because I've been where you're at, you know? And I truly, I truly kind of, you know, I wasn't ever an admin guy. I just, I just wasn't, wasn't. And it was my choice. It was just, I, I wanted to be on the street, you know, cause that's where the fucking bad guys are. And, right. um, And I think it says something where you truly have a senior, senior guy. And honestly, I'm not sure about PG anymore, but I know like the agency I was with, they don't have a lot of senior guys anymore. A lot of us left, you know, um, and retired. And, you know, you don't have a lot of 25-year street guys, 30-year street guys there that when they say something, you listen, you know. Um, There's a lot of young guys
1: out there now, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was – I mean – you know, my generation. There's not many of us left like that. There's a huge experience gap. Um, that that that. Um, and let, me, let me let me be clear. I mean, there's a ton of great guys there, and they're doing a fantastic job. I'm not I'm not criticizing anybody, but I'm just saying you can be you can have a five year experience guy who is a good dude. I mean, but he's got five years experience or a third year guy. I mean, if he's still getting out there getting after it, I mean, it's got to say something. And, yeah. and there's just not a lot of that out there, but real quick, Mike, before we go, I want to, I want to say something, um, when it comes to leadership, um, when I got into canine in Oh five, um, Oh, I was hot shit. I'm telling you, I was a, I was a, a law enforcement canine snob and, um, I had a opportunity to see a civilian trainer that came and, um, I, I think she was puppy testing or something. And I, 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 the whole canine unit was there and this woman was an insane dog trainer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to learn this. And I was so humbled by this that I eventually apprenticed under her and where I truly started cutting my teeth into the dog training world under her. And I think it's important that you look outside or whatever cult you're part of because there are outside influences that can really, really help you in your career. And this was one of them where it was just, uh, just I just was at the right place at the right time. And I became very good friends with this woman. Unfortunately we lost her a few years ago, but now her daughter's dog training who I'm, I'm good friends with. And um, one of the most beneficial things in my life was putting my ego aside and saying, I don't know shit and um that that was a very humbling experience for me among many others I've had in my career like it or not um but I think I think we have to look outside of the cult sometimes it's important
1: yeah you, I mean you have to be humble you you have to I mean I I, I mean I've personally been through a few a few situations that really kind of uh you know, we're a sucker punch, and, and unfortunately, I learned a lot of a lot of uh, difficult lessons, and you know, one thing that I take with me is um, that I, I think everything happens for a reason. I'm not really into a lot of that stuff, but I do think things happen for a reason sometimes, and, and I think lessons come in not such great ways, yeah. but they're there to teach you for a reason, right? And you're never going to forget them, because I mean, if you really think about it, like you know, if you never would have met that woman, and um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that she passed. If you would have never met her. Right. I mean, would you be where you are today? Maybe, maybe not.
0: Oh yeah. I, I you, think, you know what I mean? Well, what was unique about her? And, and, and let me, again, I, I just, the, the trainer and Calvary is, is, is awesome. Great dude. We're still friends to this day. We, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough what a good time I had in there with, but, um, I, I learned, and, and let me tell you why I learned a lot from her. Because it was outside of law enforcement circles. She didn't give a shit about law enforcement or anything like that, and um, it, it, it was it was it was just so beneficial for me. I mean, it really was. It, it was. Um, I learned a lot, man. I, I learned a lot. But then, you know, I also she introduced me to other people, and it just it just it lit a fire inside of me. Like I, and even to this day, to be honest with you, and here's a good point. You talk about lessons learned. I forever consider myself a student. Forever, I, I have an insatiable appetite for information. It's just I don't know if I got OCD or what. I don't. They say it's a bad thing, but I don't think obsessive is. It's not um, a bad thing at all. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, my girlfriend does, but I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, to this day, I can't even tell you um, how many times I've reached out to trainers that are way more ninja than me. And say, man, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong, or I'm not getting this result. And, and you know, it's okay to reach out, man. And, and it's for various reasons, for various reasons, you know? Sure. Uh,
1: sure. Yeah. And you, and you have
0: to communicate. I mean, that's
1: part of reaching out. And that's the whole genesis of this exact, this entire episode. You know, you got to reach out, you got to communicate, you have to be able to um, get across, convey the message that you need to get across. You have to be able to communicate with people on your team to ensure that you're able to accomplish your goal in whatever field it is. I think,
0: I I think it's just so important to keep it real with the guys. I say guys, it's encompassing girls too. I'm just saying the guys, I think, I think that you, you, you know, you you have, I think you have to keep it real with them. They have to, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, I can name, some, several supervisors who truly cared about me as a, as a, as a, as a human being, as a guy, as a male, as a police officer, um, even to the fact of, uh, you know, Hey man, uh, did you get any sleep today? Didn't you have court? Uh, look, look, go, go in the office and do some paperwork for two hours or something like that. And, you know, that, that type of thing where you truly care about somebody um, or I I think just speaks volumes, man. They're just like you, I, I care about you as a human being now not to take advantage or, like I said, you know, coddle them, but they're, you know, life. it's life, dude. And plus when you're talking about that job or, you know, dealing with the public and and shift work and, whoo man, that could be a kick in the nuts sometimes, man. It It
1: definitely is. No, it definitely is. And, you know, I think, and again, this is something we've touched on a few times, uh, even though like the whole point of this, this episode was communication. And this seems to come be a reoccurring thing is you got to care about people. You have yeah. to, because if you don't care, you know, what, what's the point even being here, being around as a leader, right? What's yep. the point, what's the point in any of this, if you don't truly care about people and if you truly care about people and they know that you truly care, they're going to follow you anywhere. So, Yeah,
0: well, I, I, let me give you a quick example. I, um, that you know, every everybody's been doing that you know, a job like that for any length of time is going to go through a rough time. And, and I, I actually went through a pretty difficult time around 03 ish. And um, this one sergeant came to me and said, uh, I want you to come and work for me. And he to this day, um, I mean, he he probably saved my career because it was I was just oh, I was like a I, I was like stuck inside a pinball machine at that time. And, um, and, uh, he cared and there's nothing that guy could have asked me to do that. I wouldn't do for him. I mean, there's nothing. And that's, and because he took the time to say, you're a good dude. I know you're going through some stuff right now. Please come and work for me. And it wasn't so he could babysit me. It was so to get me kind of out of the spotlight of, of, you know, he, I, I kind of like was able to, to sit in a corner of the County sure. and, um, get and, a nice- and
1: Come back to center and reset.
0: Yeah, and then that led me to canine. You know, I took two years, regrouped, and, and worked on that goal. When I, and I, I mean, it was a pivotal, pivotal thing. Um, and you know, honestly, bro, and you and you know this too. I, each of us could give horrendous examples of leadership. I mean, leadership. You're like, mean, what cracker jack box do you get your bars out of? You know, or your stripes. Um, i that guy and, and, too, you know, unfortunately. I yeah, yeah. He, no, he you is. know, these these douchebags are 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 test takers, you know, and 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 it's just wow man, there's some there's some knuckleheads out there. There definitely no, is. They're, and, and, and they're they're, just, they're, they're solo career driven, and is nothing gonna get in their way, including you. Exactly. You know? And
1: that's and that's the worst part about it, is because they're taking that they the the caring elements out of it.
0: Absolutely. You gotta,
1: you gotta love your guys, you really do. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Oh, I, I mean, and I do to this day. I mean, I love – anytime I get to, to go to a fundraiser or see the guys or, or whatever, just run into them, man. I mean, it's – it's. I, I mean, I mean, I think we talked about this briefly before we went live. Um, mm-hmm. Huge adjustment for me leaving the uh, contracting world and then becoming a, uh, a house plant Monday through Friday guy. I mean, that yeah. was – dude, you talk about slamming the brakes on. I went from, you know, getting rocketed in Baghdad and shit to coming yeah. home and, and fucking traffic jams on Route 4. I'm like, oh my, what the fuck? <laughs> it yeah. Nuts! And, um, and it, it was, it was, it's a huge, it was a huge adjustment. And, and I, I'll say, I mean, I, I talked to some some buddies of mine that were prior military or, or whatever, and I, 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 talk about leadership. I mean, leadership doesn't mean rank. That has nothing to do with it. Sometimes there's, Absolutely. there's many, many, there's, many leaders. there's many, many leaders that don't have a bunch of stars or bars, you know? And, right. you um, you know what?
1: And real quick, I'm going to cut in here real quick. And I apologize for cutting you off. The thing that you touched on a really good point is, and you have brought this up a lot about being one of the guys in that basic level. Cause I don't like, at the basic level, um, you know, leadership goes up and down the chain of command, and being a good leader, you have to start out as a good follower. And just because you're the guy with stripes, or stars, or bars, whatever your rank is, doesn't mean Bill, the five year corporal, can't turn around and say, Hey, you know, Sarge, LT, whatever. Hey, man, boom, 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 boom. You follow their lead, and you just shut your mouth and let them take, let them take it. And that's kind right. of like an informal leadership, right? So like in absolutely. what I do for a living, what I do for a living, there's, there's people that I work with that have a lot more time on than I do, that have more, way more experience than I do, and I tap into that. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, oh,
0: absolutely. You know, hey, man,
1: you know, you don't have to – and that's the thing is, you know, hey, man, you, you got this. Hey, what do you think we should do with this? I bounce stuff off guys that I work with a lot. And you know, I don't know what people think about that, but I, I got to tell you, I've I've had a lot of success with it. I've learned a lot of things, and unfortunately, I've learned a lot of hard lessons with it by being told, you know, hey, LT, like this isn't going to work, or it blew up in my face, and I get pulled aside, you know, hey, you know, Lieutenant, we need to fix X, Y, and Z. This is what should have been done. This is, you know, boom, 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 boom. and it's like, all right, cool. But that's the biggest thing is good leadership comes from good followership. Yeah, you know, like you, you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, we're we're hit, we're getting pretty close to that one hour mark. I think we might have gone over just a little bit, but I think that's a good point to. Uh, I think it's a good place to kind of end things or to finish up this episode. Uh, Todd, it's been awesome, man. It, it really has. You know, I, I it, hope
0: it I made... made sense. I know I talk a lot.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, look, man, you're good. Like I, I, I completely understood what you were getting at. Um, it's good stuff. You know, I think the goal for this the goal for this episode, was communication. And communicating is both verbal and nonverbal. Uh, we did touch on it a little bit with the dogs, but you really got into a lot more depth and a lot more uh, in depth with it when it comes to some of the leadership stuff, which is really good as well. Um, communication, again, like we've talked about before, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. It's how you—it's your body posture, your tone of voice. It's everything. So when you—you know—as you said when. You're going to interact with people regardless of how old they are, where they are in the rank structure. You got to come in with the correct attitude, and you have to put off the correct uh, message with your body language, yeah. your tone of voice, and those things. So um, where is a good place people can reach out to you, You know, find you on social media? Do you have social media? Yeah, I'm on,
0: um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and Instagram is Trinity Canine Services. Uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is just Todd Smith. Um, no website. You know, it's just me. Um, as soon as I hang up here, dude, I'm going out and start spinning dogs the rest of the afternoon. Um, I, I really appreciate it, man. It was good catching up. And, yeah, um, no,
1: absolutely.
0: Know, it was, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, i made a lot of mistakes being a supervisor sometimes, but man, I love the guys. And it was always just my passion coming out sometimes with fire. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah, no, it's
1: good. It's good to be. Fine. I
0: love the guys, man. Like I, I truly love cops. I just, I just think it's they're just modern gladiators and, um, and I, the last thing I ever wanted was one of my guys to get seriously hurt or killed. And and if that meant me being having to do what I had to do, well, I was willing to take it. So,
1: no, I'm, I'm tracking, man. I get it. So, we're hang on after the show, we'll catch up. We'll do. Uh, I got a few more things to catch up with. So, you know, hey guys, please look for uh, Todd Smith with Turning to Canine. We're gonna link everything in the episode description. So. Please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your friends and coworkers. Check out our social medias on both Instagram and Facebook. Search Tip of the Spear Leadership. And uh, all the information is going to be linked below. And thank you for listening, everybody. Todd, thanks again, man. It's been fantastic. You got
0: it, buddy. Stay safe.
1: And everybody, you all have a great day. Thank you for your time. Tip of the Spear Leadership. Be present. Be yourself. Be unstoppable. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.